Right now, the ace right-hander of the Cincinnati Reds, Bob Perky, warming up. And warming up for the New York Mets, the young right-hander from Washington, D.C., Craig Anderson. Right now would be a good time for you to check up on your supply of fine, cold Rangold. Rangold Extra Dry. Yes, sir, put some Rangold on ice. It can add a lot to your enjoyment of the game. Now, here is a beer with a clean, clear taste, brisk and bright all the way through. Rangold is beer as beer should taste. Dry tells you why. And say, right now would be a good time to light up a Viceroy. Viceroy's not too strong, not too light. Viceroy's got the taste that's right. That's right. Right now, Casey Stengel moving out to home plate to meet with Reggie Otero of Cincinnati and the three umpires. So here are the lineups and batting orders for today's game. For the visiting New York Mets, Richie Ashburn will be in center field leading off. Felix Mantilla will play shortstop and bat in the number two position. Gene Woodling in right field batting third. Frank Thomas in left field hitting cleanup. Marv Throneberry will be at first base hitting number five. Charlie Neal playing second base and batting sixth. Rod Keneal will be at third base hitting seventh. Chris Canazaro behind the plate batting eighth. And on the mound and batting ninth for New York right-hander Craig Anderson. Cincinnati will have Eddie Casco playing third, batting leadoff. Don Blassingame will be at second base, batting in the number two position. Veda Penson in center field hitting third. Jerry Lynch will be in left field, and Lynch will be the cleanup hitter. Frank Robinson in right field, batting fifth. Gordy Coleman will be at first base, batting sixth. Johnny Edwards behind the plate hitting seventh. Leo Cardenas, the shortstop, will bat eighth. Pitching and batting ninth, right-hander Bob Perky. Now in just a few moments, the Cincinnati Reds will be moving out to the playing field. And right now, here's a word from Viceroy Cigarettes. The last of the night, the score 3-0. to The bases were loaded, and wouldn't you know, two men fanned. They missed by a mile, then Casey stepped up to the plate with a smile. Now Casey smokes filters, but knows it's true that even some filters are rough on you. While other brands in the filter crowd are just like smoking a warmed-over cloud. But Viceroy tastes the way you'd like a filter cigarette to taste. Not too strong. Not too light. Viceroy's got the taste that's right. That's right. Well, Casey won the game with his longest homer yet. The manager's daughter said... Have a cigarette? Today they're a family with a girl and a boy, and it all began with a Viceroy. That's right. So Casey wants you to know, and he'll take all bets. If you smoke all seven filter cigarettes, you'll find some too strong. Some too light. But Viceroy's got... The taste that's right. That's right. That's right. That's right. The umpires for today's game here in Cincinnati, working the plate, will be Big Stan Landis. At first base, Vinny Smith, and at third, Dusty Boggins. Right now, here are the Reds taking the field. Just a moment, we'll have the singing of our national anthem by Clyde Williams. Breeze blowing hard from left toward right, the prevailing direction. 
few fleecy, harmless-appearing cumulus clouds dotting here and there on a hot summer day. And right now, ladies and gentlemen, our national anthem. set for action here at Crossley Field. In other games, they have a real slugfest underway at Forbes Field today. Orlando Cepeda and Tom Haller have homered in the third inning, both with the bases empty. The Giants have come from behind and now lead the Pirates 5-4 to four while hitting in the top half of the third inning. Al McBean has been knocked out of the box, and Jack LeMave has taken over for Danny Murtaugh's Pittsburgh Pirates. They had 37,000 in Pittsburgh last night. All the place will hold the biggest crowd in two years as the Giants grabbed the opener of that important series and knocked the Pirates three and a half games off the pace. The Dodgers beat the Cubs yesterday afternoon, eight to two. The Giants winning last night to stay a game behind the first place Los Angeles Dodgers. Billy O'Dell is pitching today for San Francisco. The warm-ups in Chicago, Don Drysdale, the winningest pitcher in the major leagues going for the Dodgers against Dick Ellsworth of the Cubs. The Cardinals and Cole 45s will play a day-night doubleheader, a Cole Porter affair. Houston won the game last night. Milwaukee, a night game in Philadelphia. After an inning and a half in the American League, Washington won the Yankees one, Rudolph against Terry. White Sox and Red Sox, no score at the end of one, Bizarro against Conley. Fisher against Bonikowski, Baltimore at Minnesota. Detroit at Kansas City tonight and Cleveland at Los Angeles tonight. That's the rundown of the action elsewhere and for the rundown of the action right here as we get set for the first pitch of the afternoon, here is Ralph Kiner. Okay, Bob, Bob Perky pitching against Richie Ashburn. Perky 14-3 and in the year, 93-84 lifetime and 1-0 against the New York Mets. And the first pitch of the game, fouled off down the left, fi- left field side for strike one. Richie Ashburn batting 294, six home runs and 23 runs batted in. 
This is Perky's 22nd appearance of the year, and all of them have been as a starting pitcher. Big right-hander from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, six foot two, 199 pounds, and the one-strike pitch. Knuck a ball inside and low, ball one. One ball, one strike. Perky primarily a slider pitcher and a knuckleball pitcher. His two best pitches, he does throw a good fastball, not blazing fast. Has good knowledge, is a tremendous competitor. Started out in the Pittsburgh Pirate organization. Here's the windup and the 1-1 pitch to Richie, and this one's fouled straight back for strike two. And Eddie Casco, the third baseman now, moving back to a fairly average position at third base. He was playing in against Ashburn, defending against the bunt. Outfield straight away in center and right. And the left fielder, Jerry Lynch, playing over by the left field line. It's Gordy Coleman at first base, Don Blassingame at second, the shortstop, Leo Cardenas, the third baseman, Eddie Casco. Here's the windup and the one-two pitch. A knuckleball again fouled away. The count will stay at one ball and two strikes. In the outfield, Jerry Lynch in left field, Beta Pinson in center. And Frank Robinson, the National League's most valuable player in 1961 in right field. As Bob told you, a beautiful day for baseball. Wind blowing towards right field, aiding the left-handed batters. Again, the one-two pitch. Inside, ball two. 366 down the right field line. 360 and straightaway right field. A little bit closer there. Good hitting target. 390 just a shade towards right field and center. 383 in left center, and 328 down the left field line. Most home runs hit by a Cincinnati player, hit by Ted Kaczewski. In one season, he hit 49. Now the 2-2 pitch. It's hit through the middle, in the air. Coming on now is Veda Pinson. He can't get to it, a base hit. He takes it on the first bounce, and the Mets now have the first base hit of the game. Richie Ashburn has the leadoff man, and it brings up Felix Mantilla. So Richie, who was one for three in last night's game, a game won by the Reds, three to one. Fine pitching by both Joy J and Craig Anderson. Should say Roger Craig. And Felix Mantia stepping in. Felix had one hit four times up in the opener of this four-game series last night. Batting 268. Playing shortstop, batting right-handed. And the first pitch is popped up in the infield. Tom Blassingame at second base now moving back towards the grass after he moved in. The wind taking the ball out and he made the catch. Wind blowing fairly strongly in the right field. Could be a big factor in the game. One out now on the batter is Gene Woodley. Well, Gene last night playing his first game officially in this park had two straight hits off Joy Jay and that was the first time that he had batted against Jay International League game. And two for four for the night. But he made two outstanding catches in the outfield to help Roger Craig keep the score down. Gene batting at 235. One home run, 13 runs batted in. And now time called. Home plate umpire Stan Landis at first base. Benny Smith, the second base umpire, Dusty Boggess. Throw to first base, but Ashburn back. Plenty of time. 
Now the first pitch to Woodley. Hit on the ground to the second baseman. A chance for two. They get the first one at second base. Over to first base in time. A double play. Four to six to three to retire the side. In the inning for the Mets, one no runs on one hit. There were no errors. And no one left. The runner erased in the double play. And the score at the end of the top half of the first. The Mets nothing and the Cincinnati Reds coming to bat. And now a word from Viceroy Cigarettes. I have this band and it really swings. And we have this singer who really sings. We just finished playing for a nice bunch of folks when I discovered I was out of smokes. Someone handed me an unfiltered pack. Too harsh for me, I gave it back. And filters, they either taste strong or too thin. Them a cute little singer said. Where have you been? Viceroy tastes the way you'd like a filter cigarette to taste. Not too strong. Not too light. Viceroy's got the taste that's right. That's right. Well, my singer's still with me, but I got a new band. It's round and it's gold, and it's on my left hand. <laughs> That's right. So now I know, and I'll take all bets. If you smoke all seven filter cigarettes, you'll find some too strong. Some too light. But Viceroy's got... The taste that's right. That's right. Oh, that's right. That's, that's right. right. half of the first inning and the Reds coming to bat for the first time. They lead the Mets in the season series 4 to nothing, winning last night's game 3 to 1. And the leadoff man against Craig Anderson will be Eddie Castor, the third baseman. Anderson with a record of 3 wins and 9 losses for the year. He has a lifetime major league record of 7 and 12 and he is 0 and 1 against the Cincinnati Reds. He's making his sixth start and 29th appearance of the season. He lost to the Reds on April 24th, 7-3. He worked one inning in that one. And the first pitch of the game to Casco is down low, ball one. Craig Anderson from Washington, D.C., 6'2", 215 pounds, a right-hander, and he comes back low again for ball two. Casco batting 256, one home run and 16 runs batted in. He had one hit last night and four times up. The hit was a bunt. Batting from the right-hand side, where's glasses? Now the wind-up and a 2-0 pitch. This one's through there, strike one call. Marv Thronberry at third base, Charlie Neal at second, Mantia, Felix Mantia at short, and Rod Caneal at third. The catcher is Chris Canazero, and he gives a sign for the 2-1 pitch. It's on the corner, a slider for strike two. Two balls and two strikes to Eddie Casco. Lead-off man for the Reds, no score in the game. Frank Thomas playing left field, Richie Ashburn in center. Richie made a couple of good plays last night. And Gene Woodling in right. Here's the windup and the 2-2 pitch. Low for ball three. Full count now as Casco leads off. On deck batter, Don Blassingame. He'll be followed by Veda Pinson. Second day of a 10-day trip. 12 games to be played. And the 3-2 pitch misses low. Ball four. So Craig, in pitching to his first man, puts him on by a watch. 
And it brings up John Blassingame, a left-handed batter. Don batting 270. One home run, 19 runs batted in. One for three last night. He also beat out a bunt. Little fella originally started out in the St. Louis Cardinal organization. Has a famous father-in-law. There's a throw to first base, but Casco back. Fella by the name of Walker Cooper. Quick throw to first, chasing Casco back. Casco wearing tape and a padding on his left hand. He has a bruise on that hand. Now the stretch position. A look at first base. A shake of the head and to the plate. It's a strike call. A fastball through right on the inside corner. Here at Crosley Field, the scoreboard located in left center field indicates the batting averages of all the players. Big high scoreboard. Any ball off the scoreboard in play. Sort of like the scoreboard in right center field in Ebbets Field. About the same size. And, of course, this one located in left center instead of right center. Throw to first base, chasing Casco back. Ballpark dimensions here. Fairly small. Now the one-strike pitch, and this one's inside. A throw to first base by Canazero, but the runner back safely. Count now, one ball, one strike. Chris with a good arm, and he likes to throw. Well, the National League race still mighty tight. Dodgers leading by one game over the Giants. Pittsburgh are losing to the Giants last night, now back three and a half in third place. There goes the runner, and the pitch is on the ground. They'll have to go to first base. Charlie Neal takes it, throws to first base, and moving over on the hit-and-run play, Eddie Casco. So by moving the man along, Freddie Hutchison, the manager of the Cardinals, stays out of the double play, and it brings up Beta Pinson with a man in scoring position. Beta batting 289, 17 home runs, and 57 runs batted in. Last night, a single and a run batted in. One for four. Greg Anderson into the stretch position with one out, and the pitch to Pinson's a curveball. It's low inside, ball one. Benson, one of the fastest runners in baseball, so the infield shortened up just to strategy to be able to make a play at first base. Here's a pitch back, and this is a strike call. Benson checked his swing, but the pitch caught the inside corner. One ball, one strike. Last year, Pinson led the club and hit him with 343. Now the 1-1 pitch inside and low, ball two, moving Pinson out of the batter's box. Two balls and one strike.
Every time Pinson hits a home run here, Veda Pinson that is, they play Show Me the Veda Go Home. 2-1 pitch inside again, and it's ball three. Three balls and one strike. The on-deck batter is Jerry Lynch. So Craig Anderson falling behind now. In a slight bit of trouble with a runner at second base and one out. Got a good Ladies' Day crowd on hand here for the single game on Saturday. Doubleheader tomorrow coming your way in New York at 155. Now the 3-1 pitch. Inside, in the dirt, bouncing away from Canazero, but holding at second base, Casco. And moving on down to first base on the second walk of the game issued by Craig Anderson here in the bottom half of the first. Beta Benson. And coming to bat, Jerry Lynch. Jerry batting 293 with six home runs and 31 runs batted in. Left-handed batter. Last night's game, one for four. He, too, started in the Pittsburgh Pirate organization. There's the stretch position and the pitch to Lynch inside, down on the ground again and blocked by Canisero. That time a curveball, and Canisero decides to walk it back to the mound. Craig Anderson... Yet to give up a base hit, but walking two of the first three men that he has faced here in the game. Lynch last year hit 315 for the National League champions. But his real value coming mostly as a pinch hitter. He actually clinched the pennant for the Reds against the Cubs when he hit a two-run home run off Bob Anderson in the eighth inning at Chicago on September 26th. Now the pitch to Jerry Lynch inside, ball two. So now a 2-0 count after two walks, and now Casey Stengel coming out to give the sign for a left-hander to warm up. Casey walking out of the dugout had to move out about 15 or 20 feet so he could see the bullpen the Mets bullpen down the right field line. And he signaled with his left hand, indicating that Ken McKenzie should get up and warm up. Here's a 2-0 pitch. Right through. Strike one. Fastball. Two balls and one strike. McKenzie was up last night in the bullpen, although Roger Craig pitched a fine seven-hit game. He was a victim of a two-run home run by Gordy Coleman. Coleman red hot for the... Cincinnati Club. Next pitch, lying to right field, a base hit. Casco rounding the third base. The throw does not go there. Casco will score. Moving over easily to third on the single by Jerry Lynch, Beta Pinson. The Cincinnati Reds lead it 1 nothing now with one out in the bottom of the first inning. As usual, the walks proving to be detrimental to a pitcher and also the dearth of a manager. As Frankie Frisch used to say, oh, those base on balls. 
A man in and Frank Robinson now the batter. Runners at first and third. Infield playing back. Looking for the double play. Robinson hitting 333. Batting from the right-hand side. And the first pitch. Hit out to left field. This will score a run. Thomas will catch it, though. He does. Here comes Benson in easily from third base. Control knocked down by Camille after Camille slipped. But holding at first base, Jerry Lynch. It's 2-0 in favor of the Reds. And that run batted in for Frank Robinson on the sacrifice fly to left field. His 76th of the year. Two outs now, and the batter coming on, Gordy Coleman. Big left-handed hitting, first baseman for the Cincinnati Reds. He has 19 home runs and 49 runs batted in. And the first pitch to him is a curveball hit high in the air. The wind will take it a little bit back, but not far enough. Woodley is there, and he makes the catch to retire the side. In the inning for the Reds, two runs on only one hit. There were no errors, but two walks mixed in, and one man left. And the score at the end of one. The Reds do, the Mets nothing. Well, let's take a look at the scores in the National and the American League. In a real slugfest, as Bob told you earlier, the Pittsburgh Pirates now have taken the lead over San Francisco at the end of three, six to five. Now pitching for the Giants, Stu Miller, and pitching for Pittsburgh, LeMabe. Cepeda hit his 21st in that game. That came in the third with no one on. And Tom Holler also had a home run in the third inning with no one on. Los Angeles playing at Chicago, and Drysdale is the starting pitcher for the Dodgers. He'll be pitching against Dick Ellsworth. Brock a home run in the bottom half of the first, giving the Cubs a 1-0 lead through one inning to play. In a day-night game, the St. Louis Cardinals are scheduled against Houston. And also in a night game, Milwaukee is scheduled against Philadelphia. In the American League, through three innings of play, the Yankees in Washington tied up 1-1. The Yankees winning yesterday 3-1 on a home run by Mickey Mantle. Whitey Ford picking up the win, and they lead the American League by three and a half games. Rudolph pitching for Washington and Ralph Terry going for the Yankees. Chicago, the White Sox scoring two runs in the top of the third. Lead Boston 2-0 through two and a half. Pizarro and Connolly, the pitchers there. Baltimore with one run in the first inning, leading Minnesota 1-0. Minnesota batting in the bottom half of the first. Fisher and Bonikowski, the starting pitchers. Detroit scheduled at Kansas City and Cleveland at Los Angeles, both under the lights. Right here, it's a 2-0 game, top of the second inning. Cincinnati leading, and Frank Thomas leading off for the Mets. Frank batting for the first time, scored the only run of the game for the Mets last night when he hit his 16th home run of the year. He's hitting 294. And has 65 runs batted in. And the first pitch by Bob Perkey is low ball one. Thomas started to go, then held off as the ball broke down below the knees. Perkey and Thomas, former teammates with the Pittsburgh Pirates. Now the right-hander into the windup and back to the plate. And this one's hit in the air to left field. Chasing Lynch back. It could go all the way. It is on the screen, a home run. So Frank Thomas picked up a home run his second in two days, and he had not hit a home run since July 4th. So Frank now back in the home run groove. Frank coming around third base. 
Now scoring and being congratulated by the next batter, Marv Thornberry. And the score now 2-1 to one in favor of Cincinnati as Thomas picks up the first run of the game for the Mets. There's a high screen above the outfield wall in left field to protect the cars located in the parking area right behind the fence. And any ball off of that screen is a home run, sort of similar to the screen at Boston. There's a pitch outside to Thronbury, left-handed batter, ball one. The fence, though, not nearly as high as the fence in Boston. This one about 12 feet high. So it's a home run off of the screen, and that ball hit up on the screen about five feet above the wall. Pitch back to Thronbury outside. Two balls, no strikes. Marv batting 247 with four home runs and 18 runs batted in. Now Perky winding and dealing in, and it's a strike as Thronbury swings and misses. Two balls and one strike. back to the plate and this one is swung on and fouled away out of play and the count will go to two and two just a beautiful day for baseball right here in Cincinnati the second game of a four game series a double header tomorrow and then the Mets move on to Milwaukee 2-1 2-1 game in favor of Cincinnati. As Perky winds up and comes back to the plate. And it's on the corner. Strike three call. Romberry watching now talks to home plate umpire Stan Landis and then moves away. First strikeout by Bob Perky. That's out number one here in the top of the second. And it brings up Charlie Neal. Charlie batting 252 with seven home runs and 32 runs batted in. Right-handed batter and the first pitch to Neal. An attempt at a bunt, but going foul, strike one. Charlie trying to catch Eddie Casco, the third baseman, a little bit deep at third. Cincinnati, two runs on one hit. The Mets have one run on two hits. They out-hit the Reds last night, 8-7, to seven, but lost the verdict 3-1. to one. Now the right-hander into the windup and back to the plate on the one-strike pitch. It's a slider that's outside and high. One ball, one strike. Reds are in fifth place in the National League race. They trail the Dodgers by ten games. But they feel with Gene Freeze coming back to the lineup very shortly now that they will be in strong contention. There's a pitch inside, ball two. Two balls and one strike. They also have the benefit of a better schedule. Better than the Dodgers and the Giants and also Pittsburgh. The 2-1 pitch by Perky. Inside again, and it's 3-1. and one. 
Dodgers, Pittsburgh, and San Francisco all playing the majority of their remaining games on the road. Dodgers have proven to be a good road club. San Francisco, not too good, although not bad. They're just over 500 on the road, which is enough if you can win at home, and they can do that. There's the 3-1 pitch on the corner, strike two. Three balls and two strikes. San Francisco has lost only 14 games in Candlestick Park. So it's anybody's guess who will win the National League pennant. And the 3-2 pitch by Neal. Hit off of the ankle of Perky. Perky over in a hurry. Picks it up. Throws the first base. Not in time. That was a smash right through the box. And Perky got a piece of his glove on it to halfway slow it down. Then it bounced off his leg to roll over towards third base. About halfway from the pitcher's mound to third. He hustled over. Picked it up. But in throwing to first base, his foot slid out a little bit. He didn't get much on the ball. And Neal beat the throw. It's a base hit. So now the Mets with three hits off Bob Perky. A man at first base and one out in the batter is Rod Keneal. Rod batting 287. Two for four last night. Batting from the right-hand side. Three home runs and 11 runs batted in. And the first pitch to Keneal is outside and low, ball one. Dug out by the catcher, John Edwards. One ball, no strikes. Neal at first base, Keneal the batter. And a throw to first, chasing Charlie back. Now Perky to the plate. And Keneal takes it to call strike. One ball, one strike. into the stretch and back to the plate as Neal runs and the pitch is hit in the air to right field. Neal coming back towards first base as Frank Robinson comes in and makes the catch. Out number two. So the hit and run play not coming off as the ball was hit in the air and with two outs Chris Canazero comes to bat. Chris batting 226. He has no home runs and seven runs batted in. 2-1 game. Cincinnati leading. Top of the second inning. Plenty of baseball yet to come. Bright, sunshiny day here in the Rhineland. And Bob Perky with his first pitch. It swung on and fouled away and will take this opportunity to pause for station identification. This is WGY Schenectady, where Monday you'll hear the 22nd annual Hall of Fame game between the New York Yankees and the Milwaukee Braves at 2 p.m.
Ralph Kiner along with Bob Murphy and Lindsey Nelson from Crosley Field in Cincinnati. A 2-1 game in favor of the Reds, but the Mets with a runner at first base. Two outs and the batter is Chris Canazero. And the one-strike pitch to the right-handed batter, lined in the center field, a base hit. Going to second base, Charlie Neal, and holding there as Pinson comes up and throws over to third. Fine throw by Veda Pinson. Holding Neal at second base, and now the Mets with runners at first and second bring up the pitcher, Craig Anderson. Three hits in the inning off of Bob Perkey, a total of four in the game for the Mets. And Craig Anderson, a right-handed batter, comes into the batter's box. Craig looking for his first base hit for the Mets this year. He is 0 for 13. who last year won 16 and lost 12 for the National League champions, comes to the plate with his first pitch. It's a fastball and it's fouled away. Strike one. an all-star player this year and last comes back and the ball is hit right back at him a comebacker he picks it up throws to Coleman for out number three to retire the side in the inning for the Mets one run on a home run by Frank Thomas they had three hits there were no errors two men were left in the score at the end of one and a half innings of play the Reds two the Mets one and now a word from Viceroy Cigarettes I was at the races and the track was fast and the horses I backed ran dead last. I couldn't believe it, but the gal next to me had just finished picking three out of three. It was plain to see I could use some advice, so I offered her a smoke <laughs> just to break the ice. She said, I only smoke filters, but some are so mild you can hardly taste them. And I just smiled. I said, Viceroy tastes the way you'd like a filter cigarette to taste. Not too strong, not too light. Viceroy's got the taste that's right. That's right. That's right. That's, that's right. right. Now when I go to the track, I win. Because I bring along my next of kin. Ah, that's right. So I want you to know when I'll take all bets. If you smoke all seven builder cigarettes, you'll find some too strong. Some too light. But Viceroy's got the taste that's right. That's right. That's right. That's, that's right. right. Bottom half of the second inning, a 2-1 game here in favor of Cincinnati. And a quick look at the National League scores. Pittsburgh 6, San Francisco 5 through 3.5. Miller and LeMay, the pitchers now. Chicago 1, the Dodgers nothing through 1.5. Drysdale and Ellsworth. St. Louis scheduled at Houston in the day-night doubleheader. And Milwaukee at Philadelphia. In the American League, it's 1-1 at 4. As the Yankees battle Washington, Rudolph and Terry there. 
The White Sox, too, boss to nothing at the end of the top of the third. Pizarro and Conley pitching. Baltimore won Minnesota nothing. Fisher and Bonikowski, the opposing pitchers. And Detroit at Kansas City and Cleveland at Los Angeles at night. Now leading off for the Reds in the red half of the second, John Edwards, the catcher. And the first pitch to John is a fastball on the outside corner, strike one. Edwards 0 for 3 last night, batting 261. He was robbed of two base hits, once by Gene Woodling in right field and once by Richie Ashburn in left center. And he takes low for ball one. One ball, one strike. Edwards with five home runs and 28 runs batted in. Catch by Woodling off Edwards, one of the best that Gene has ever made. Now the 1-1 pitch. A let-up. Swung on and missed. Strike two. Talking to Gene before this game and kidding him about his outfield defensive feats, he says, that's enough of that stuff, he says. That running hasn't got it. He made a great catch on Edwards, going away from the field and running up the incline. There's an incline all the way around the outfield area to the fence. Edwards takes a curve that bounces in the dirt. Ball two. Two balls and two strikes. Of course, Gene has a few miles on him. He's turned up at uh, 39. At least he's had 39 birthday parties on the card. Born in 1922. 2-2 pitch. Hit out the left field on the line. Thomas starts him and stops quickly, puts his glasses down and makes the catch. That ball well hit, so Edwards looking for his first hit in this series. Hitting the ball well, but not coming up with any luck. One out now, and the batter will be the shortstop, Leo Cardenas. 2-1 2-1 game in favor of Cincinnati. Cardinals a 2.66 hitter with six home runs and 26 runs batted in. Senators out in the top of the fifth. Score still 1-1 with New York. First pitch to Cardinals, a strike call. Now Anderson working quickly picks up the second strike on the outside corner. Cardenas looking at both. 0-2 now. Here's the two-strike pitch to the right-handed batter. Outside, ball one. One ball, two strikes. Cardenas, a little fellow, being played as a pull hitter by the infield. There's a ball hit right back in Anderson. A good play as he stops it from going to center field, taking the ball on one hop. Throw to first base in time. Out number two. One to three, and it brings up Bob Perkey. Perkey, a right-handed batter with good power. He has hit two home runs so far this year. His average, 136, though. Speaking of home runs and runs batted in, Tommy Davis of the Dodgers had four runs batted in against the Cubs yesterday as the Dodgers won at 8-2. And those four home runs giving him 100 for the year. The first man in Major League Ball this year to break into the 100 
Mark area. There's a first pitch to Perky. A swing and a miss, strike one. Major League record for RBIs in one season held by Hack Wilson. He had 191 years. Now the one-strike pitch outside. One ball, one strike. That was the year that Hack set the National League mark for home runs of 56. One-one pitch outside to Perky. Hundred and ninety runs batted in in one season. That's almost unbelievable. There's a swing and a fly ball hit to shallow center field. Richie Ashburn waiting, makes the catch to retire the side. Three up, three down the score at the end of two. The Reds two, the Mets one. Well, the Mets will be returning to the polo grounds on August 1st, right after the second All-Star game. They'll be playing the Philadelphia Phillies in a night game on Wednesday, August 1st, and a day game on August the 2nd against Philadelphia. Then the Cincinnati Reds will come in for a night game on Friday night the 3rd, a doubleheader on Saturday, and another doubleheader on Sunday. Five games against the Reds. And by that time, the National League pennant race will be down to the real fine points. And the Reds, of course, will have to win to get back in the race after winning the National League pennant last year. And tickets for these games and all the games available to you at the Polo Grounds on the 8th Avenue side at the Advanced Reservation Window seven days a week. Also downtown at Grand Central Station over by the Vanderbilt Ramp. And also at the Pennsylvania Station in the Long Island waiting room. You may also make your ticket reservations at all of the Howard Clothing stores in the New York area. Well, it's a pretty good hot one here today. And, of course, the best way to beat the heat is with a cool, refreshing glass of Rheingold Extra Dry. Rheingold is beer as beer should taste. And dry tells you why. Why don't you enjoy a glass right along with the game as Bob Murphy takes you along the way. Come on in, Bob. All right, Ralph, thank you very much. In the game at Yankee Stadium, Roger Maris has just homered in the fifth inning with two men on. His 24th of the year to put the Yankees out in front over Washington 4-1. to one. Game had been tied 1-1 one to one until Roger connected with two on board in the last half of the fifth inning. Now Richie Ashburn up against Bob Perky, and he starts him off with a curve that's taken low. One ball and no strikes. Richie single to center field, his first time up in the game today. The Mets have out hit the Cincinnati Reds 4-1. to one. Reds in front, 2-1. to one. Bob Perky, 14 wins and 3 losses on the year on the mound for Cincinnati. Felix Mantilla is the on-deck batter. Inside and low, Richie laying off of it, ball two, two and nothing. Freddie Hutchinson has a big three in his pitching staff of Bob Perky, Joey Jay, and Jim O'Toole. And he's been scrambling, trying to get that fourth starter and hoping that Jim Maloney can come through for him. Here's the pitch on the way, a call strike on the inside corner. Only today, the Cincinnati Reds have placed veteran southpaw Joe Nuxall on the active roster. And to make room for Joe Nuxall, Chico Rojas 
An infielder has been optioned to Dallas-Fort Worth of the American Association. Pitching two and one. A little bit high, it's ball three, three and one. And you can bet that the first time Nuxall plays a game here across the field in a red uniform, he'll get quite a hand. He was a big favorite here over the years. He pitched a ball game for Cincinnati when he was only 15 years old. This has been an interesting year for Joe Nuxall. He was in spring training in Miami with the Baltimore Orioles. They cut him adrift. Call strike on the outside corner, three and two. The Los Angeles Angels picked Nuxall up, and he pitched only very briefly for them and was handed his pink slip, his release. He made a deal for himself with Eddie Lishman, the general manager of the San Diego club, and pitched so well at San Diego, which is a Cincinnati farm club, that the Reds brought him up. Nuxall had won nine and lost two in the Coast League with San Diego. Big left-hander, despite all of his experience, is still only 33 years old. Count three and two on Ashburn, the pitch by Perky, a fly ball hit the left field. Standing pat is Jerry Lynch. Now he comes in a step and makes the catch for the out. One away, nobody on in the visiting third inning, and the hitter now will be Felix Mantilla. Felix 0 for 1, hit a pop fly taken by second baseman Blassing Game, his first time up. And the Cincinnati club will have to pair still another man off their roster when Gene Freeze becomes an active player probably on Monday. Gene Whitling waiting on deck. Swing and a miss on a breaking ball, strike one. Thrown by Perky, a grounder hit down to third, handled by Eddie Casco on the rim of the grass. He throws to first in time, two men down. Two outs, nobody on now. Gene Woodling up. Gene bounced into a double play started by Blasting Game his first time up. Now Blasting Game moves over toward the hole on the right side of the infield and back to the rim of the outfield grass against Gene Woodling. And the shortstop, Leo Cardenas, pulls way over toward second base. Line drive in the air to right field, coming in hard as Robinson. He has to trap it, plays it on a hop. It's a base hit for Gene Woodling. Robinson made a pretty good play on that to keep the ball from going under his glove and onto the wall in right field. So that is base hit number five now off Bob Perky. The Reds were opportunists in the opening inning. They received two walks from Craig Anderson and cashed both of the walks in. Casco and Penson drew walks. Both came in to score. Casco scored on the base hit by Jerry Lynch. Beta Penson crossed the plate on a sacrifice fly hit by Frank Robinson. The Mets scored their run on a home run, a line drive into the screen in left field by Frank Thomas. So Frank is up now for the second time. He has two home runs and two games in this series. Now Perky up in pitching position. 
Outside, Imador can't be handled by Edwards, goes all the way to the backstop, and Woodling goes down to second and takes the turn. Wild pitch, charged to Bob Perky. Now the New York Mets have the potential tying run. Gene Woodling in scoring position at second. Two men down, and the hitter, Frank Thomas. Frank's home run was his 17th of the year. He holds up on the swing, and the slider is over. One ball, one strike. In tomorrow's doubleheader, Casey will be pitching southpaw Al Jackson in the first game. Bob Moorhead has pitched so well in relief over the last three weeks that he's being rewarded with a starting assignment. Here's the 1-1 pitch. He lets it go outside and low ball, 2-2-1. Two, two Monday will be an off day, and the Mets will spend the off day in Milwaukee. They'll be the only baseball team in Milwaukee on Monday. The Braves will be in Cooperstown, New York, for the annual Hall of Fame game against the New York Yankees. Jackie Robinson and Bobby Feller will be formally inducted into the baseball hall. The 2-1 pitch... Bounded foul down to the left. No play. Two and two. In addition to the two great stars of the modern era, Jackie Robinson and Bobby Feller, two men equally great in another era, Deacon Bill McKechnie and Ed Roush will be formally inducted into the beautiful Hall of Fame of Baseball at Cooperstown, New York on Monday. Sometime when you're taking a summer vacation up in that area. If you haven't been there, be sure and go by. Inside and high, it's ball three, three and two. Now we have a full count, three and two on Frank Thomas. Thomas hit his home run into the teeth of the wind, a line drive that carried well through the wind and up against the screen. Pitching three and two. He swings and misses. The ball gets away from Edwards. He's after it. He throws to first. In time, getting Thomas. Thomas struck out on a breaking ball. It got away from Johnny Edwards, but Edwards went back to get it in time to throw Thomas out on a pretty close play at first. Side retired in the third inning. No runs, one hit, no errors, one left on. And now at the end of two and a half innings, the score, the Reds two and the Mets one. Now listen to one of the nation's top vocalists with a musical message for you. Hi, this is Vic Damone. That Rhine Gold Extra Dry, now that's the beer to buy. Its flavor's brisk and bright, and clearly extra dry. It's New York's favorite brew, the only one for you, because it's dry and true. That's Rhine Gold Extra Dry. 
That Rheingold Extra Dry, man, it's got flavor to spare. Brisk and bright and clean clear through. And dry tells you why. Brewed of the choicest ingredients. The long, slow way. No wonder it's the most popular beer in town. The taste of Rheingold's bright because it's brewed just right. Brewed long and slow for flavor. Clean and extra dry. That Rheingold extra dry. Now that's the beer to buy. It's extra dry. That's why. Have a Rheingold beer tonight. Bottom half of the third inning. Cincinnati up against Craig Anderson. Eddie Casco hits the first one. A foul ball hit down the line and over into the field boxes. Out of play. Strike one. Reds two and the Mets one. We're in the last half of inning number three. Eddie Casco batting at 256 on the year. Reggie Otero on the lines at third and Dick Sisler coaching at first. Anderson over the head. Deals one, outside and low. One ball, one strike. Now Canizaro setting up the target. And the 1-1 pitch. Ground ball, hit the shortstop. Mantilla in and to his left. He has it. Throws to first, one down. One away, nobody on. The number two man in the Cincinnati batting order now. Don Blassing game, the second baseman. Blasting game, 0 for 1, was thrown out by Charlie Neal his first time up. He's hitting at 270 on the year. Yankees with a 4 to 1 lead at the end of 5 in the stadium against Washington on a three run homer by Roger Maris, number 24 for Roger. Anderson winds in Kinsey's pitch, a swing and a miss, and Craig really had some mustard on that one. Greg Anderson, right-hander with youth and good size going for him. From Washington, D.C., signed with the Cardinals out of Lehigh University. A smash caught in the glove by Craig Anderson. A hard shoulder high line drive. And Craig, reacting quickly, got his glove up there. Took a look, and right in the pocket of the glove was that little old white pearl. Two men down. Two outs, nobody on. Now here's Veda Penson. Veda, differently from Frank Robinson and Gordy Coleman, who got off very slowly this year, Penson got off to a lightning fast start, then went into a batting slump. Inside and low, it's ball one. Penson was well over 300 for quite a while, but has tailed off now to 289. He's hit 17 home runs and knocked 57 runs in. Inside and low, it's ball two, two and nothing. He really has the speed going for him. He could run alongside a jackrabbit and tickle him. Greg Anderson, 2-0 and oh now on Beta Penson. Two outs, nobody on. Next pitch by Craig, a fastball that's high, ball three. That one took off on Craig Anderson. So he goes behind on Veda Penson, three and nothing. The on-deck batter and cleanup hitter is Jerry Lynch, the left fielder. 
Pitching 3-0. Ball four, he walked him on four pitches. Second time that Craig Anderson has walked Beta Penson. And the third walk given up by Craig. Now Jerry Lynch comes up. He singled to right field, driving home Eddie Casco in the first inning. Lynch hitting at 293. Jerry, a left-hand batter. Now Craig Anderson turns and just lobs the ball over to Thronberry at first. Beta Penson, of course, with that wonderful running speed of his, is always a threat to go. And a hard throw to first this time is not in time. Frank Robinson timing his swing in the on-deck circle. Blasting game hit a hard line drive that Craig Anderson threw his glove up and caught shoulder high for the second out. Ball one, it's outside. Reds with their win in the opener of the series last night are now playing ten games over the 500 mark. They've gone five innings in Pittsburgh with the Bucks leading the Giants six to five. They have a real pier six brawl going in that one. Neither starter lasted very long, Billy O'Dell or Al McBean. Throw the first. He almost got him. Veda Pinson came back in hard at first base and almost slid off the base. Now Pinson asking for time as though he might have hurt his leg a little bit. Now the throw on to first. Not in time. Anderson up in pitching position. There goes Pinson, a high fly, hit the left field. Backing up goes Rod Keneal into short left. The wind carrying it away from him, and Rod catches up with it right on the end, the rim of the grass in left field. Ball appeared at first as though it might carry a little bit deeper. And the wind started sweeping it over. That wind is blowing from left to right. And Keneal caught the ball on the edge of the outfield grass. Side retired in the third. No runs, no hits, no errors. One left on. So three innings complete. And the score, Cincinnati 2 and New York 1. The Mets will be back home in the polo grounds on August 1st. They'll open their homestand against Gene Mark's Philadelphia Phillies. Then Freddie Hutchinson brings Cincinnati in for a five-game series. Beta Penson, Frank Robinson, they'll have Gene Freese back in action when they come into the polo grounds for that big five-game series. The Reds, the Cinderella Ball Club of Baseball last year, feel they still have a chance to repeat. So we know you'll want to catch the Reds in action in that big series in the polo grounds starting on August 3rd. Tickets are on sale at the advanced sale window on the 8th Avenue side of the polo grounds, also at Grand Central Station. And the Long Island waiting room of the Penn Station. For all of the attractive future dates in the polo grounds, including the big nights as the Mets pay tribute to Stan Musial on August 17th and Gil Hodges on August 24th, ticket reservations may be made at all Howard Close stores in the greater New York area.
In the fourth inning, the New York Mets will have Marv Thronberry facing Bob Perky. Washington picked up a run off Ralph Terry in the top of the sixth inning. Five and a half played now. Yankees in front of Washington, four to two. Washington had a five-game winning streak scissored in the game last night. Here's the pitch on the way. A high fly, well hit to right center field. Robinson going up the hill. He can't get it. It's gone for a home run to tie the game. Marv Thornberry tying up the ball game with a prodigious clout to right center field. Ball clearing the right center field wire fence and landing in the sun deck section. It's the moon deck section at night and the sun deck section in the afternoon. But sun or moon, that ball was going to the seats, no doubt about it. For Marv Thornberry, his fifth home run of the year. He hit a changeup off Joey Jay in the game last night that was hit like a rifle shot to deep right field that was caught by Frank Robinson. So on home runs by Thomas and Thronberry, the Mets have tied up Bob Perkey and the Cincinnati Reds 2-2. Two two. Charlie Neal up, bluffs at a bunt, and the pitch is high, ball one. Mets now have two runs on six base hits. Here's the wind-up pitch by Perky. Neal lets it go. It's inside. Ball two. Two and nothing. For the afternoon game down in Houston, the warm-up pitchers are Larry Jackson for the St. Louis Cardinals and Russ Kemmerer for the Houston Colt 45s. Kemmerer, who went to the Colt 45s recently from the Chicago White Sox, will be making his second start for the Texans. Swing and a miss. Two and one. Cubs lead the Dodgers 1-0 into three. Drysdale against Ellsworth. They lead on the home run by Lou Brock. Pitching 2-1. Two and one. Foul ball. Neil barely got a piece of that one, and the count is even at 2-2. Two and two. The Mets have had two home runs in this game. A line drive to left by Thomas and a long drive to right center by Marv Thronberry. Bob Perky's 2-2 pitch. Ground ball right back to the mound. Taken in the glove hand by Perky. Throws to Gordy Coleman. One down. One away. Nobody on now in the top of the fourth inning. And up to hit will be Rod Keneal. Rod 0 for 1. Fly to right his first time up. Keneal hitting at 287. Sally Hemus coaching at third and Cookie Lavagetto at first. Pitch thrown by Perky. Grounded foul down the third baseline. Count strike one on Rod Keneal. Doubleheader tomorrow. The Mets will be pitching Al Jackson and Bob Moorhead against Cincinnati. 
Both games will be broadcast back to New York and will be on the air at 1.55 New York time. Knuckler swung and missed, and the count strike two on Rod Keneal. After the doubleheader tomorrow, the Mets go on to Milwaukee, where they have an off day on Monday. Fly ball to straightaway center. Moving over just a little bit toward right center. Beta Penson, and he has it for the out. Now there are two away, nobody on, and coming up will be Chris Canazaro. Canazaro banged a base hit up the middle in the second inning, one for one. Game tied, two to two. Throneberry tying the game up with a leadoff home run off Bob Perkey here in the fourth inning. Perkey, 14 and three on the year. Don Drysdale, the winningest pitcher in the major leagues with 16 wins. That's over a call strike. Drysdale going against the Cubs at Wrigley Field this afternoon. Now the pitch on the way. He went after it, barely got a piece of it, strike two. In this game today, the Mets have two runs on six hits. Cincinnati, two runs on one hit. Their lone hit was a run-scoring single to right field by Jerry Lynch, plating Eddie Casco, who had drawn a walk. Craig Anderson walked two in the first inning, and both who drew the walks came in to score. One scoring on a base hit, the other on a sacrifice fly. Beta Benson playing Canazero a little bit toward right center with the wind blowing from left toward right. Now the two-strike pitch. Outside and low. One ball, two strikes. Now Bob Perkey wags the glove to Johnny Edwards. Lines and pitches. Knuckler taken. Count is even now. Two balls and two strikes. Reds have not one, but three potential big winners on their pitching staff. Foul ball tipped back. No play in the count, two and two on Chris Canazero. Jim O'Toole has been pitching a much better ball lately for Cincinnati. Of course, last year, the pennant winning year for the Reds was a big one for O'Toole. And a big one for Joey Jay and a real good one for Bob Perkey. Two and two on Chris Canazaro. Two outs, nobody on. The 2-2 pitch. Check swing grounder down the first baseline. Up with it is Gordy Coleman. He'll make the play himself to retire the side. Mets retired in the fourth inning. One run, one hit. 
No errors and none left on. Now at the end of three and a half here at Crosley Field, the score, the Mets two and the Reds two. Well, Mr. Ralph, I didn't talk to New York today, so I don't know how the weather is back home, but I do know out here in this part of the country in the Rhineland is somewhat of a sizzler. Boy, it is a real warm one right here, Bob, but whether you're in Cincinnati or New York, uh, you know what the people are doing, don't you? Well, chances are they're enjoying a frosty glass or two of Rheingold Extra Dry. Because Rheingold takes the edge off your thirst in a hurry. You know, when it comes to refreshment, Rheingold is in a class by itself. It's a quicker quencher because it's extra dry. Yes, sir, those two little words, extra dry, tell you that Rheingold has brewed the long, slow, costlier way for a taste that's brisk and bright and clean, clear through. So if you haven't already done it, wouldn't this be a good time to open up or order up an ice-cold bottle or can of Rheingold Extra Dry? Your first taste will tell you why millions say, My beer is Rheingold the Dry Beer. Well, I think Augie has a lot of confidence in us when he puts a line in there such as a quicker quencher. But that's exactly what it is. At Forbes Field, the Giants got a run in the top half of the sixth inning, and that's now tied up. Giants six and the Pirates six after five and a half innings. Frank Robinson up against Craig Anderson, and the pitch is taken, ball one. Cubs lead the Dodgers on a home run by Lou Brock, one to nothing at the end of three. They're in the seventh in Yankee Stadium, New York in front of Washington, four to two. Swing and a miss and a curve, and the count one ball, one strike. Wrigley Field, the Dodgers came up with three runs in the fourth inning off Dick Ellsworth, and they now have gone in front of the Chicago Cubs three to one. Dodgers three and the Cubs one at the end of three and a half. One and one on Frank Robinson, pitched by Craig Anderson. Bounding ball hit towards short. Cadillo trying to cut it off can't. Mantilla throws to first, wide of the bag. Thronberry grabs it, but he's pulled off the bag, and Robinson is on. It'll be an error charged to Mantilla on the wide throw at first base that pulled Thronberry off the bag. Play became a tough one for Mantilla when Rod Keneal, going to his left, trying to cut it off. Failed to reach it and moved in front of Mantilla, but Felix handled it. Then threw, but threw wide. So the Reds have a runner in Frank Robinson, and the batter now is Gordy Coleman. Coleman flied to right his first time up. He's been red hot. Now Craig Anderson off the stretch. In comes his pitch. Swing and a miss. Strike one. Ball pops out of Canizero's mitt, but no advance. (laughs) 
The on-deck batter is Johnny Edwards, the catcher. We're in the last half of the fourth inning with the game tied up, 2-2. Two two. A throw to first, not in time. Cincinnati scored two in the first inning, cashing in on two walks with a timely hit and sacrifice fly. The Mets, coming from behind, have tied the game on home runs by Frank Thomas and Marvin Thornberry. Pitch to Coleman, hit hard on the ground to second. Neal up, throws to Mantilla. There's one, back to Thornberry. Double play. Hard grounder, but hit right out Charlie Neal. And Neal whirling as he came up with the ball, headed on the way to Mantilla in a split second. Two outs, nobody on in the bottom half of the fourth inning. A good sinking fastball thrown by Craig Anderson, paying off as he gets a timely ground ball. Now the hitter is Johnny Edwards. He lined out to Frank Thomas in left field in the second inning. Home half of the fourth inning, game tied, 2-2. This is a single afternoon game with a doubleheader tomorrow. Call strike on the outside corner. Two night games and a day game in Milwaukee, then five games in three days in St. Louis. Change up by Craig Anderson misses one ball and one strike to Johnny Edwards. Edwards came up to really give the Cincinnati Reds a big lift last year. He's a young ball player, left-hand hitter, fine defensive performer. And the Reds feel they have their catching problem solved for a long time with him. Hit hard, it hits the first base bag, goes over Thornberry's head, and down the right field line for an extra base hit. Edwards will go into second base with a double. A double to right for Johnny Edwards. He hit a hard grounder that hit the cushion at first base. And when it hit the base, it took a high hop and went over Thornberry's head and on down the line for a double. That is only the second hit given up by Craig Anderson. Had the ball not hit the base, Thronberry would have been in front of it to cover it for an out. Now the batter is the shortstop, Leo Cardenas, batting right-handed. We pause now for station identification. This is WGY Schenectady, where Monday you will hear the 22nd annual Hall of Fame game between the New York Yankees and the Milwaukee Braves at 2 p.m. Tie ball game, 2-2, last half of the fourth inning. Strong wind blowing from left toward right. Now Anderson makes the one-second stop. Eyes the runner at second, Johnny Edwards, then pitches. Slow bounder dribble foul down the third baseline. No play, and it's one ball, one strike. Bucks are out in the sixth inning without scoring. Six innings complete in Forbes Field now. Giants, six. And the Pirates, six. Game in Chicago, the Dodgers lead the Cubs 3-1 at the end of three and a half innings. Right here, the count 1-1 one one on Leo Cardenas. 
Pitched by Craig Anderson, a breaking ball outside and low, two balls and one strike. The last homestand, Craig Anderson pitched himself one whale of a ball game against the St. Louis Cardinals. But he lost a mound duel to Ray Washburn when Musial homered in the eighth inning for the Cardinals to win it 3-2. to 2-1 two. Two pitch. Fly ball in the air to center field. Richie Ashburn flips the glasses, backpedals a few strides. He's there and makes the catch for the out. Side retired in the fourth inning with no runs, one hit, one error, one left on. Four innings complete, and the score, the Mets 2 and the Reds 2. Say, I'm sure you'll enjoy following the Mets home and away, night and day, play-by-play, even more if you have in your sports library. The revised edition of the 1962 New York Mets yearbook has a very attractive cover drawn by that wonderful cartoonist Willard Mullen. And inside you'll find many interesting things, historical information about the polo grounds and great events that have taken place there, as well as pictures and biographical sketches of Casey Stengel, Red Ruffing, Red Crest, Sally Hemus, Cookie Lavagetto, and all the players, so I'm sure you'll want to have one right away. You may get them for your added convenience by mail simply by sending 50 cents to Mets Yearbook, the Polo Grounds, New York, 39. You know, my beer is Rheingold the Dry Beer. How about you? We have just about enough time now to open up or order up a Rheingold before the action starts again. Greg Anderson coming out to try and start things off against Bob Perkey. In the top of the fifth inning. Mets are in Cincinnati for the second time this year. They'll have one more trip here after this four-game series. Cincinnati comes into the polo grounds for five games on the next homestand. That's over at the knees for a call strike. Reds will be in for that big weekend series of five games on August 3rd, 4th, and 5th. Second time up for Craig Anderson. He was thrown out by Bob Perkey his first time up. Now the pitch. Ground ball hit toward the hole. Carden is flashing to his right. Makes the long throw. It's wide of the bag. Grabbed by Gordy Coleman. And Craig Anderson is on. That'll be a base hit for Craig Anderson on a grounder deep in the hole at shortstop. And it's base hit number seven off Bob Perkey. Minnesota Twins, currently five and a half games out of first, have scored four in the home third inning to go in front of the Baltimore Orioles four to one at the end of three. Twins beat the Birds on Batty's tenth inning home run last night. Now Richie Ashburn up, way inside. Richie had to jump to get out of the way of that one. One ball and no strikes. <laughs> 
The White Sox lead the Red Sox two to nothing after five and a half in Fenway Park with Juan Pizarro dueling against six foot eight inch Gene Conley. Ashburn one for two in the game. Casco in close at third. He's around a bunt. Bunts down the first baseline, and it is. Is it a foul ball? It is a foul ball. And now the argument is on. Cookie Lavagetto and Richie Ashburn th- both thought it was a fair ball. Stan Landis and Benny Smith trying to get together on it now, and what's it going to be? Ashburn bunted the ball long down the first baseline. And as the first baseman, Gordy Coleman, came up and tried to handle it, he juggled it around for a moment, losing any chance he might have had for a play on Craig Anderson. And it appears that Stan Landis had called it one way, Benny Smith the other. Ashburn is standing on first base right now, and here comes Freddie Hutchinson. At first, Benny Smith called it a foul ball. He was then overruled by the umpire and chief of the game, Big Stan Landis, and now Landis is talking to Freddie Hutchinson near home plate. It'll be a base hit for Richie Ashburn. Mets will have runners on first and second, nobody out. And this argument isn't over as yet by a long shot. Freddie Hutchin is ta- Hutchinson is talking to Stan Landis near home. Benny Smith, the first base umpire, had called the ball foul. Stan Landis had overruled him and called it a fair ball, and it will stand up as a fair ball and a base hit for Ashburn. So it goes as a base hit for Richie Ashburn. On the bunt down the first baseline that Coleman had trouble in fielding and Richie beat him to the bag. And after the argument is over, it is ruled a base hit for Ashburn. One umpire saw it as a foul ball, one as a fair ball, but it was the plate umpire Stan Landis who called it a fair ball. Now Felix Mantilla is hitting runners on first and second. Nobody out. They scored a hit. The eighth hit of the game for the New York Mets. And now the Reds are in close looking for the bunt by Mantilla. That gives Ashburn two for three in the game. Game tied two to two. We're in the top of the fifth inning. Turkey off the stretch delivers. Mantilla around the bunt takes up high. It's one ball and no strikes. Bob Perky is slowing himself up now. Runners on first and second take a lead. The pitch to Felix. Ground ball off the glove of Gordon Coleman. He picks it up, tries to get the first, and he is saved. Mantilla slides in with an infield hit. Well, Mantilla made the play work with Gordy Coleman halfway up toward home plate against the bunt. Felix deliberately swung away and tried to hit a ground ball by the first baseman, Gordy Coleman. Coleman made a good play in getting a glove on it and knocking it partially down. 
Then he got to his feet, went after it, picked it up, tried to get to the bag ahead of Mantilla. He was stumbling and falling, trying to get back on his feet, and could not beat Mantilla to the base. The bases are loaded. Base hit for Mantilla. Nobody out, and Gene Woodling coming up. Bases loaded on three infield hits. Nobody out, and Gene Woodling batting against Bob Perkey. Mets now have nine hits off Perkey. Craig Anderson, the lead runner on third. Richie Ashburn on second. Felix Bantilla on first. The windup by Perkey. Here's the pitch. Curve is outside. One ball and no strikes. Frank Thomas on deck, and then Marv Thronberry. Reds have the infield at double play depth, shaded around toward right, figuring Woodling to pull. The outfield rather deep and also around to right. Up goes the leg, down comes the arm. Breaking ball outside, two balls and no strikes on Gene Woodling. Now Gene checking with Sally Hemus on the coaching lines to third to see if he has the green light on 2-0. and Greg Anderson started the inning off with an infield hit to deep shortstop. Ashburn then bunted long down the first baseline for a bunt single on a disputed play. And Mantilla got an infield hit. Swing and a miss and a high hard one, two and one. Frank Thomas standing in the on-deck circle. Game tied, 2-2. Mets with their best opportunity of the afternoon. Bases loaded, nobody out. Here's the pitch by Perky. And it's a fly ball in the air to left center field. Craig Anderson tagging up. Lynch makes the catch in left center. Here comes Craig Anderson. He'll come in to score, and the Mets go out in front 3-2. Warm-up action in the bullpen now for Cincinnati. They have southpaw Ted Wills warming up. Now the Mets have runners on first and second. One man down, one run is in. Mets have gone in front, three to two. Cincinnati tallied twice in the first inning on two walks, a base hit, and a sacrifice fly. Thomas homered in the second. Thronberry homered in the fourth to tie it up, and the Mets now have gone in front. Ball one. Richie Ashburn on second. Felix Mantilla on first with one man out. Beta Penson deep and swung way over to left center against Frank Thomas. Leo Cardenas, the shortstop, at double play depth, but over toward the hole against Frank as they play him to pull. Now Perky into the set position. Delivers. Hammered foul on the ground down the third baseline. One ball, one strike.
One and one the count now on Frank Thomas. Three infield hits in a row loaded the bases against Bob Perkey. Woodling driving in the tie-breaking run with a sacrifice fly to left center field. The 1-1 pitch to Thomas, and he bends this one in there for a call strike. One ball and two strikes. Frank hit his 16th home run of the year last night and hit number 17 in the second inning today. Marv Thronberry waiting to bat next. Thronberry hit a high fly that went over the fence in right center at the 360-foot mark to tie the game in the fourth inning. Now 14-game winner, Bob Perky checks his runners. Here's the pitch. Ground ball hit down to third. Casco steps on third. He throws to first. Double play to retire the side. And the Reds come out of it in good shape. Mets had the bases loaded. Nobody out, but they are forced to settle for one run on good pitching in the clutch by Bob Perky. One run, three hits, no errors, and one left on. And so at the end of four and a half innings, the score now, the Mets three and the Reds two. Now coming right up, a short performance by a famous trio. The Rheingold Extra Dry, extra talented players prove love will find a way. Won't you come home, Bill Betty? Won't you come home? It's been a long, long day. I'll do the cooking, son. I'll pay the rent. I'll buy you Rheingold beer. You'll find it so refreshing. It's clean, bright taste. And dry is the reason why. Dry beer's for you. Hey, I think I'll have two. go along to the last half of inning number five and the Reds will have Bob Perky out to lead off. Perky flied to center field his first time up against Craig Anderson. Mets have come from behind and now lead three to two. Swing and a miss, strike one. Craig Anderson a little bit shaky at the start, walked Eddie Casco and Beta Penson in the first inning. Jerry Lynch singled to right field, scoring Eddie Casco, and Frank Robinson sacrificed fly, brought in Penson. Since then, Craig Anderson has been very strong. A long fly ball to left field. Thomas will have to hurry. He's back up the hill, and he's got it for the out. Long fly to left, taken by Frank Thomas, close to the left field wall. Now before Eddie Casco steps in to hit, we'll step out for station identification. This is WGY Schenectady, where Monday you will hear the 22nd annual Hall of Fame game between the New York Yankees and the Milwaukee Braves at 2 p.m. The leadoff batter Eddie Casco hitting for the third time. Eddie has drawn a walk, scored a run, and been thrown out by Felix Bantilla. Pitched by Craig Anderson. Fastball zipped right in there. Strike one call. 
Greg Anderson has a real good sinking fastball that he turns over, and when he has that good sinker going, you see a lot of ground balls hit to the infield. An off-speed pitch hit on the ground to shortstop. Mantilla digs it out of the dirt. Takes to first in time. Two men down. Two outs. Nobody on now. The number two hitter in the order, Don Blassingame. Blassingame has grounded out second to first. And then his last time up, he hit a blistering shoulder-high line drive that Craig Anderson got his glove up to grab. New York three runs on nine hits and one error. Cincinnati two runs, two hits, no errors. Rod Keneal in close to third against Blassingame. And the pitch taken, a breaking ball of the knees for a call strike. Blassingame likes to hit to the opposite field, and so Rod Keneal moves in on him to make him go the other way. Beta Fenson crashed in the on-deck circle. A high pop-up down the left field line. Everybody running hard. Keneal going after it. Mantilla after it. And it's Mantilla who dives through the air. Can't get it, but uh, Frank Thomas had to catch it on a bounce, I guess. We were watching Mantilla hurdle through Thomas and Keneal. Nobody could handle it. Quite a try by Mantilla and Rod Keneal and Frank Thomas. Mantilla left his feet when diving head first through the air trying to get it. Ball lands in foul territory, and the count is strike two on Don Blassingame. Blassingame hitting at 270. Now with a two-strike count, Rod Keneal backs up a little bit at third. Mantilla shaded towards second. Anderson out of his windup. The pitch, ground ball hit down to first. Thronberry juggles the ball, picks it up, throws to Anderson, not in time. It'll be an error charge tomorrow. Thronberry and blasting game is on. Blasting game reaching on the fielding error, charge to Thronberry, and that brings up Beta Pencil. Beta has been up twice and both times drawn a walk. He has two of the three walks surrendered in the game by Craig Anderson. Aveda Penson. Batting a 289. Left-hand hitter with a world of speed. Feet close together, fairly close to the plate. In the dirt, blocked by Chris Canisero. No advance by Blassingame. Last half of the fifth inning, Mets three and the Reds two. They're in the eighth inning in New York now with the Yankees leading Washington 4-2 on a three-run homer by Roger Maris. Roger is 24th. Now Anderson eyes the runner. And the pitch to Pinson. Foul ball back to the screen. One ball, one strike. Diamides Olivo has come on to pitch for the Bucks now. 
Following Al McBean and Jack LeMabe in the game. And they're in the eighth inning at Forbes Field with the game tied up. The Giants six and the Pirates six. Dodgers lead the Cubs four to one at the end of four at Wrigley Field behind Don Drysdale. For the first, and blasting game sprawls to get back. Count is even on Beta Penson at one ball and one strike. Now Anderson up in pitching position. Delivers to the plate. An off-speed delivery that is taken outside. Two balls and one strike. Benson hitting number three in the batting order. Jerry Lynch, the cleanup hitter, is on deck. And then Frank Robinson. Left-handers have the wind going for them. It's blowing from left to right. St. Louis Cardinals lead Cincinnati by a half game in the standings. And they lead Houston 3-0 after an inning and a half today. A fly ball in the air to deep left center field. Ashburn going up the hill. That's a long way to go. And this one is down. A home run over the center field fence. with a two-run homer and the Reds regain the lead four to three. Both runs will be unearned runs as the result of the fielding error on blasting game. He hit a towering fly ball that was well hit and really carried and it sailed over the center field fence. Now Jerry Lynch up a shot hit back through the middle for a base hit to center field. Jerry Lynch is on. He singles to center behind the two-run homer hit by Veda Penson. For Veda Penson, his 18th home run of the year. His 58th and 59th runs batted in. Greg Anderson had given up only two hits over the first four innings until yielding the two-run homer to Penson. Now Frank Robinson batting. Robinson knocked in a run with a line drive to left that Thomas caught. It was a sacrifice fly. And he reached safely on an error charge to Mantilla. Greg Anderson up in pitching position. In comes his pitch to Robinson. A foul ball off to the right. Strike one. Giants are out in the eighth inning now in Pittsburgh. Paris batting home eighth inning. Game tied six to six. Five innings complete. Dodgers three and the Cubs one. Drysdale against Ellsworth. Big Don is trying for his 17th of the year against only four losses. One strike count on Frank Robinson. A high fly ball to left center field. Ashburn drifting over toward the alley. Looks through the sunglasses and makes the catch for the out. Side out in the fifth inning, but Cincinnati goes back in front, scoring two runs on two hits, one error that proved to be very costly, and one man left on. Five innings complete. The score, Cincinnati four and New York three. Now, if all you male fans would call your wives over for just a moment, we have a special message for them. Okay, you ready? Well, ladies, we'd like to remind you that with a weekend here... 
That hot, tired husband you see beside you will want to stay cool while he relaxes, and for that matter, so will you. So why not make a mental note to add Rheingold Extra Dry to your weekend shopping list? You see, Rheingold takes the edge off your thirst faster because it's extra dry. Extra dry, those two little words that tell you why Rheingold has a taste all its own. Brewed only of the choicest ingredients, the long, slow, costlier way, Rheingold is beer as beer should taste. Any wonder then millions say, my beer is Rheingold the dry beer. Now the ground crew has carefully manicured the infield and we're set now to go along to the sixth inning. The New York Mets will be sending up Marvin Throneberry and all set to follow the action for you, Lindsey Nelson. All right, Bob Murphy, Bob Perkey is out there on the mound for the Cincinnati Reds. Five inning totals for the Reds, four runs on four hits and no errors. For the Mets, three runs on nine hits and two errors. Thornberry has been called out on strikes and homered in two previous appearances at the plate here this afternoon. Berkey pumps and pitches, and it's swung on as a ground ball to blasting game at second. He's up with it. He plays over to first in time, and Thornberry has grounded out. One man out, nobody on, and Charlie Neal coming up now for the New York Mets. Charlie is one for two in this ball game here this afternoon. Warm and sunny Saturday afternoon in Cincinnati, Ohio. Here's the pitch to Neal. Bluffs the button, takes low for ball one. This is only the fifth meeting of this season between these two teams. After today, the Reds and the Mets have 13 more games this season between them. That's a call strike to Neal. Slow curveball. It's one and one. Perky takes the glove off now to massage the baseball a moment. Perky coming into this afternoon's game with a record of 14 victories and three losses. Here is a 1-1 pitch. Swung on and popped up back behind the plate. Edwards starts back and changes his mind because it's out of play on the screen. One and two. In the top half of the fifth inning, the New York Mets loaded up the bases with nobody out, but managed to get only one run out of it. Uh, Gene Woodling had a sacrifice by to score Craig Anderson, and Thomas hit into a double play. Here's the one-two pitch to Neal. Way outside, 2-2. Two, two. Edwards backhanded the ball, took it in the webbing of the big catcher's glove. Stiff wind blowing out toward uh, right center field at this moment. And here is a fly ball to center field. It is driving Pinson back up the incline, and he takes it at the base of the wall for the out. 
He'll hit the ball well, and Bader Pinson went up the incline all around the outfield area. Uh, there is an incline, so that a ball player going back has to range up. He gets taller as he goes. Two men out, nobody on, and Rod Keneal coming up. We pause now for station identification. This is WGY Schenectady, where Monday you will hear the 22nd Annual Hall of Fame game between the New York Yankees and the Milwaukee Braves at 2 p.m. Outside for ball. the Mets will meet in a doubleheader here tomorrow afternoon. It will start at 1 p.m. Cincinnati time. That is 2 p.m. New York time. We'll be on the air at 1.55 p.m. Bring you both games tomorrow between the Mets and the Reds. 2-0 pitch to Keneal. In there for a call strike. It's 2-1. Pitches for the Mets tomorrow are going to be Al Jackson and Bob Moorhead. Monday is an off day, and Tuesday night the Mets will open up in Milwaukee. Time call is Rod Guineo backs out of the batter's box to get something out of his eye. He's all right, comes back in. Pitched him tight, and it's three balls and one strike. It's the Cincinnati Reds four, and the New York Mets three. In the top half of the sixth inning. One pitch, check swing, ground ball, the right side, taken by Gordon Coleman, steps on the bag for the out. So that Bob Perky gets the Mets out in order in the top of the sixth with no runs on, no hits, no errors, and nobody left. And at the end of five and one half innings of play, the score is the Cincinnati Reds four and the New York Mets three. Now sit back, relax, and enjoy a cold Rheingold while Peter Nero plays the Rheingold Rhapsody. half of the sixth inning, and the Cincinnati Reds will send up Gordon Coleman, Johnny Edwards, and Leo Cardenas. Coleman has been up twice in the ballgame. He flat out to right, and he hit into a double play. Craig Anderson, the starter, still in the ballgame for the New York Mets. Anderson has given up only four hits thus far. The Reds have scored four runs. Pitch is tied for ball one. 
Swinging a ground ball to second. Charlie Neal has it. He plays to Thornberry, and he's out at first base. One away. Nobody on base for the Reds, and Johnny Edwards is coming up. Edwards lined out to left field, and in the bottom of the fourth, he doubled. It was a ground smash down the first baseline. Thornberry went over to the line to play it deep, and the ball hit the bag and bounded over the head of Thornberry and continued on down the line and right for a two-base hit. Greg Anderson into the windup and the pitch. Swung on, and as the line drops to left field, Thomas is going back and over, and he hauls it down for the out. Another liner to left of... Uh, the bat of Johnny Edwards, this time Frank Thomas ranging over in front of the scoreboard, which is located here in left center field. There are two men out and nobody on base, and Leo Cardenas is coming up. Cardenas, grounded out pitcher to first and fight out to center field. Craig Anderson with the windup and the pitch. It's high for a ball. There's a pitch coming in low, bouncing in there, and it is 2-0 and now to Chico Cardenas with two men out and nobody on base for the Reds batting in the bottom of the sixth. Craig Anderson looks in for the sign. He has it now, the 2-0 pitch, and it's in there for a call strike. The Reds four and the Mets three. Pitch to Cardenas is low and away. Craig Anderson with the three one pitch. Ball four, he walked him. That is the fourth walk given up this afternoon by Craig Anderson, and with two away, Bob Perky is coming up. The Yankee Stadium going to the bottom half of the eighth inning. It is the Yankees four and the Washington Senators three. Rudolph, lead by Austin, and the seventh for Washington, Ralph Terry going... For the New York Yankees, Roger Maris hit his 24th homer in the fifth with two on. Pitch to Perky. He swung on, popped up back of the bag at first in foul territory. It is in the stands and out of players. Thornberry ran to the barrier. Strike one count to Perky. The National League in Houston at the end of two and a half innings. It is the St. Louis Cardinals three and the Houston Colt 45s nothing. Ken Boyer and Carl Sawatsky of Homewood for the St. Louis Cardinals. In that game in New York, Daly has now relieved Terry on the mound for the Yanks. It's a strike one pitch. It swung on and popped up to first base again in foul territory. Marv Thornberry is over near the barrier and makes the catch this time for the out. And the side is retired as Perky is fouled out and in the bottom half of the sixth. The Reds got no runs on no hits, no errors, and one man left 
And at the end of six innings of play, the score is the Cincinnati Reds four and the New York Mets three. Well, there'll be 17 home playing dates for the New York Mets in the month of August, including Stan Musial night on August 17th and Gil Hodges night on August 24th. So if you'd like to purchase tickets for any of the remaining home games at the Polo Grounds, they are now on sale at a number of convenient ticket locations. Say right now would be a good time to light up a Viceroy. Viceroy is not too strong, not too light. Viceroy has got the taste that's right. That's right. Bob Perky out there on the mound firing down the warm-up tosses. For the Cincinnati Reds, the defending National League champions. top half of the uh, seventh inning, the New York Mets are going to be sending up Chris Canicero to lead off. Canicero, right-hand batter, stepping in. His first pitch is swung on and lined out into left, coming on fast to Jerry Lynch, and he one-hands it for the out. Jerry Lynch making a running one-hand stab of the ball off the bat of Chris Canizero, a line drive into left field. And there's one away for the Mets here in the top of the seventh with pitcher Craig Anderson coming up. In the top half of the fifth, Anderson got his first base hit of this season. Anderson is a right-hand batter. Got an infield hit and later scored a run in the top half of the fifth. That gave the Mets a temporary lead, which was erased by Veda Penson's two-run homer to give the Cincinnati Reds a 4-3 lead that they have right now. Veda, Bob Perky into the windup and the pitch should have swung on and fouled off to the right side out of play. Going to the bottom half of the eighth inning in Pittsburgh. It is the San Francisco Giants sixth and the Pittsburgh Pirates sixth. Here's a swing and a ground ball knocked down by Perky. Picked up and tossed over the first in time. Two away. Nobody on for the Mets in the top half of the seventh. And Richie Ashburn will be coming up now. Single. Up to left and single. Richie has two base hits today. Richie stepped into the batted box and now he stepped back out, asking that uh, umpire Stan Landis take a look at the ball. Landis, instead of looking at the ball, comes around to say something to uh, Richie Ashburn. 
Edwards holding out the ball. And uh, Landis ignored the baseball entirely and walked around in front of Edwards to say something to Ashburn. Now he looks at the ball very briefly and tosses it back out to Bob Perky. And Landis now uh, looking down to say something to Salahimus, the coach at third. As Perky is under the windup and the pitch to Ashburn is in there for a call, strike one. Mets batting with two men out and nobody on base in the top half of the seventh inning. Pitch is way outside. It's one and one. Eddie Casco in on the edge of the grass at third base. Defensively. One-one pitch swung on and has a fly ball to right field. Frank Robinson ranges over at the base of the incline and makes the catch. So the side is out for the Mets in the top of the seven. No runs, no hits, no errors, nobody left. And at the end of six and a half innings of play, score is the Cincinnati Reds four and the New York Mets three. Whether the game is a pitcher's duel or a hitting spree. Pipe smokers enjoy their baseball more when they're smoking Sir Walter Raleigh. You enjoy Sir Walter Raleigh when you relax. Relax in a man's world. Sir Walter is known as the brand of grand aroma. It's choice Kentucky Burley, extra aged with mild flavor and aroma that come from pure Burley tobacco at its very best. Sir Walter is 44% fresher, too, in its new pouch pack. You'll like the new pouch pack. It's sturdy and flexible, won't bulge your pocket, and for home or office use, you'll like Sir Walter Raleigh and the exclusive knob-top vacuum-packed canisters in either the large economy size or the half canister. The humidor canisters keep Sir Walter Raleigh factory fresh. Get Sir Walter Raleigh in the new pouch pack or in the exclusive knob-top canisters. Sir Walter Raleigh smells grand, packs right, smokes sweet, can't bite. So relax in a man's world with the quality pipe tobacco. Cincinnati Reds are sending up top of the batting order here in the bottom half of the seventh inning. Eddie Casco, a right-hand batter, standing in. Greg Anderson into the windup, and the pitch is a curveball in there for a call strike one. Casco walked, grounded out short to first, grounded out short to first. Again, Craig Anderson with the pitch, and it's a fastball in there for a call, strike two. Casco has stepped back out of the batter's box for a moment. Craig Anderson takes off his cap, mops his brow. Now as Casco comes back in, Anderson bends in the way, looking in for a sign. Casco played straight away by the defensive alignment, and here's a pitch low and away. It... One ball and two strikes to Casco. Mm-hmm. 
Here's the one-two pitch. Swung on and has a ground ball. To Keneal at third. He's up with it. Fires across to Thornberry, who makes the tag on the runners. He was pulled off the bag down the line. He made the tag on the runner for the out. That, reti- that uh, retires Casco. So there's one away, and Don Blassingame is coming up. Blassingame grinded out second to first. Lined out to Craig, to Craig Anderson, and uh, was on on an error by Thornberry. It's all over at Yankee Stadium as the Yankees have defeated the Washington Senators by a score of 4-3. to three. For the Yanks, four runs, nine hits, one error. The Senators, three runs, nine hits, and two errors. The winning pitcher is Ralph Terry, and the losing pitcher is Don Rudolph. That is the ninth straight victory for the Yankees. Roger Maris hit his 24th home run of the season in that ball game. Here is a pitch to blasting game. Low and away for ball one. The... American League lead for home runs is held by Leon Wagner with 26. The Major League lead is held by Willie Mays of the San Francisco Giants with 27. The pitch to blasting game. Swung on and it is over the head of Craig Anderson. Charlie Neal feels it. Does not have a play. As blasting game is on with a base hit. Chopped it over the head of Craig Anderson, and uh, Charlie Neal charged the ball to try to make the only play he had, which would have been uh, a one-hand play and the underhand toss, but uh, could not field it cleanly, so Blassingham is on with a hit. That is only hit number five off Craig Anderson in this ballgame. And with one man out, it brings up Beta Pinson. He walked, he walked, and he had a two-run homer over the center field wall. Here's the pitch to Pinson, low and inside. At Pittsburgh, the Giants and the Pirates are through nine innings, still all tied 6-6 and going into extra innings. Odell started for the Giants, Miller in the third, McBean started for the Pirates, LaMave in the third, and Diamandis Olivo in the sixth. Home runs by Cepeda and Haller. So the Dodgers and the Pirates battling in Pittsburgh, going into extra innings. They had more than 37,000 there last night. Here's a throw to first base, not in time to get blasting game. Craig Anderson into the stretch and the pitch to Pinson. Swung on and popped up. Back of the plate. Canizero rids himself of the mask and he makes the catch for the out. Blasting game tags. Takes two steps off to try to draw a throw. There is no advance. Pinson fouling out to the catcher. And that will bring up Jerry Lynch. He is two for three in this ballgame. He singled a drive in the run in the first inning. Popped out to shortstop in the third. And singled in the fifth. San Francisco Giants and Pittsburgh Pirates going into extra innings. The Dodgers and the Cubs going to the bottom half of the seventh inning with the Dodgers leading by a score of 3-1. to one. Here's a throw over to first. It is not in time as passing game gets back safely. Greg Anderson checks now. The pitch to the plate. Low and inside. Dug out of there, but Canizero fires down to Thornberry. Not in time to get blasting game. It's the Cincinnati Reds four and the New York Mets three here at Crosley Field in Cincinnati. Tossing over to first. Lashing game takes a lead. 
Here's a pitch to Lynch. Swung on, and there's a ground ball up the middle for a base hit. Blasting game turns at second, and he's taking for third. Ashman throws coming across. Not in time as Blasting game pulls up safely at third. Jerry Lynch on at first with his third base hit of the day. And it gives the Cincinnati Reds runners at first and third with two men out and will bring up Frank Robinson. He has had a sacrifice fly. He was on on the throwing error by Mancia, and he flies out to center field. Wind blowing out toward right here at Crosley Field today. That is the usual prevailing wind. Robinson steps into the batter's box. Time still being held up. And now Stan Landis says, let's play ball. And Craig Anderson looks in to get a sign from Chris Canizero. Here's the pitch. It is swung on. And it's a fly ball toward the scoreboard. Ashford up the incline and makes the catch in front of the scoreboard and leans against it as he comes down. The side is retired on a fine catch by Richie Ashford and left center field. With Frank Robinson sending a fly ball out there taken at the top of the incline at the scoreboard by Ashburn. And in the bottom half of the seventh, the Reds are out with no runs on two hits. No errors and two men left. And at the end of seven full innings of play, the score is the Cincinnati Reds four and the New York Mets three. Keep in mind that the revised Met yearbook is on sale at all home games of the New York Mets at the Polo Grounds for 50 cents a copy. The revised yearbook contains more than 100 pictures, baseball information, the background of each of the New York Mets, and you can order it by mail, too, addressing your request to yearbook, Polo Grounds, New York, 39 New York, and close 50 cents for each copy of the yearbook that you wish. And right now, in order to allow our stations to identify themselves, we pause now for station identification. This is WGY Schenectady, where Monday you will hear the 22nd Annual Hall of Fame game between the New York Yankees and the Milwaukee Braves at 2 p.m. We'll be going now to the top half of the eighth inning and to uh, bring you up to date on the action elsewhere in the major leagues and to detail the action here uh, at Crosley Field. Coming in once again, Ralph Kiner. Okay, Lindsay, San Francisco and Pittsburgh all tied up to 9-6-6. Alroy Face and Miller, the opposing pitches there. At Chicago, the Dodgers leading Chicago 3-1 to one through 7. Drysdale and Ellsworth in that one. St. Louis over Houston to 3.5, 3 to nothing. That's the first of a day-night doubleheader. Milwaukee scheduled at Philadelphia. That's a night game. In the American League, the Yankees defeated Washington 4-3. to three. They have just won their ninth straight. They lead in the American League by four games now. Terry, the winning pitcher, his 13th win. Maris, a home run, his 24th. Chicago, 5 Boston nothing with Boston batting in the bottom half of the ninth. Pizarro and Nichols. And the first pitch to Mantia by Bob Perkey's outside. Ball one. Minnesota seven. Baltimore four through five innings of play. Stock now pitching for the Orioles. Please, I should say Price is now pitching for Minnesota. Detroit at Kansas City at night. And Cleveland at Los Angeles at night. There's a swing and a high pop-up by Mantia. In foul territory now, and Edwards comes over and nonchalant it in the glove for out number one. John Edwards catching that ball as though it were batting practice in spring training. It's a big one, too, because the score is four to three in favor of the Cincinnati Redlegs. Top of the eighth inning, and Gene Woodley now coming to bat. 
Gene has driven in one run on the sacrifice fly. He has one hit and two times at bat officially. A left-handed batter. And the first pitch hit sharply by Coleman in the right field. A base hit. Woodley rounding at first base holds there as Frank Robinson comes up with the ball. So Gene now with four hits in the series, two games so far. On at first base, he represents the time run. And time is called. We might have a pinch runner. And it's going to be Joe Christopher running for Woodling. Joe Christopher, a fast man going in for Gene Woodling. He will probably stay in the game in his right field position. And the batter is Frank Thomas. Mets now with ten hits. The Reds have six, but the Reds lead it four to three. Frank Thomas, the batter. Frank with his 17th home run in the second inning to give the Mets their first run. Then he struck out and hit into a double play. One for three. And the first pitch to Frank is swung on and missed. Strike one. Knuckleball. Frank over the top of it. All in one count with one out. Joe Nuxall, who was just brought up from San Diego, warming up in the bullpen, along with Jim O'Toole, two left-handers. Joe, a former Cincinnati Redleg. He pitched here for the Reds when he was 15 years of age. There's a swing and a miss at a slider. Strike two. So Bob Perkey, out in front, 0-2 to Frank Thomas. The on-deck batter is Marv Thromberry. Joe Christopher... On the bag at first base, being held there by Gordon Coleman. Now the pitch back to Frank, and it's hit out the shallow center field. It could drop in. Here comes Spence, and he can't get to it. It drops in. Going to second base and stumbling now, returning to second base in time is Joe Christopher. So Frank Thomas picks up a bloop single to center field, and that puts the tie run on at second base. The go-ahead run at first and brings up Marv Thornberry. Christopher rounding at second base, decided to go to third and then stumbled then had to hurry back into second. He did not slide in, and it almost cost him an out. Runners at first and second now, and Marv Thornberry. Marv with a home run, his fifth of the year in the fourth inning and three times up. Left-handed batter. And Bob Perky into the stretch and to the plate with his first pitch. It's a curve that's over, strike one. Jim Bowser now up and throwing for the Cincinnati Reds along with Jim O'Toole. Brosnan, the number one right-handed pitcher for the Reds Relief Corps. Also an Arthur. Among many other things. One strike count to Marv. Runners at first and second. 4-3 game Reds. There's a swing and a miss of the knuckleball. Strike two. John Edwards, the catcher, does not use the big glove in catching the knuckleball of Bob Perky. It's not as 
main pitch. He uses his slider and other pitches equally as well and also as much. Two strike count now on Marv. Joe Christopher at second base. Frank Thomas at first. And the pitch back is hit to shallow right field. Coming on now, Robinson in a hurry. He'll have to hurry. He is there, though, and he makes the catch. And the runners return to second and first base with two men down. That'll bring up Charlie Neal. Between Veda Pinson and Frank Robinson in center and right, a lot of territory is covered by those two fellows. They can really fly in the outfield. They close the gap in a real big hurry. Benson, probably the fastest man in the National League, although you get some bets there, but he can really go. Imagine you'd have to say that Willie Davis could give him a pretty fair race. Davis at one time was touted as being a Olympic runner, but he switched over to baseball instead. Two outs now. Runners at first and second still. And the batter is Charlie Neal. Charlie with one hit at three times up. Time run at second base. And the first pitch to Charlie. A check in the swing. It'll cost him a strike as he fouls it off to the right. 30 with a record of 14 and 3 into the stretch position. And back to Neal. Big swing and a miss, strike two. Neal going for a high slider. And Perky now with two outs. A long way towards his third. The Reds took over the lead in the fifth inning on a two-run home run by Veda Pinson. Mets had the game at that point. Three to two. Now it's all in the red flavor. Four to three. Berkey with his two-strike pitch. Down low in the dirt. The ball bouncing about a foot away from Edwards in the runner's hole. One ball, two strikes. ball, two strikes. Perky into the stretch. And the next pitch is a knuckleball. It's inside. Ball two. Three deuces on the board. Two balls, two strikes, and two outs. Frank Thomas with a fairly short lead at first base, looking down at Joe Christopher, also with a short lead. Both two vital runs to pick up as far as the Mets are concerned. Now the pitch back to Neal. Bounce down to short. Easy bouncer. 
Cardinal suffered it over to first base to retire the side. In the inning for the Mets, no runs on, two hits, no errors, two men left on. And the score, at the end of seven and one half, the Cincinnati Reds, four, the New York Mets, three. Well, here we are in this first grade year of the return of National League Baseball in New York. And we think that this time, it's here to stay. You know, New Yorkers are really great people, great sports fans. They deserve a National League team. And Rheingold is proud to be able to help make that possible by bringing you these play-by-play broadcasts. We would like to wish that the Mets make as many friends in New York as Rheingold has over the years. You know, year after year, Rheingold has more fans in New York than any other beer. The reason is simple enough. Rheingold is the dry beer. That means a big difference in taste. Dry tells you that Rheingold has brewed the long, slow, costlier way to taste brisk and bright and clean clear through. Why don't you enjoy a cold glass of Rheingold right now? Right along with the game and join the millions who say, My beer is Rheingold, the dry beer. Joe Christopher, who came in the game as a pinch runner for Gene Woodling after he had singled, now staying in the game in Woodling's spot in right field. One change in the lineup for the Mets. Here's a final in Boston. The White Sox won it 5 to nothing. Juan Bizarro pitching a two-hit shutout. Losing pitcher was Conley, the starter. One home run in that game by Cunningham in the ninth with one on. Also a complete game in the American League. The Yankees defeated Washington for their ninth straight 4-3. Ralph Terry picking up his 13th win and Maris his 24th home run of the year. Baltimore playing at Minnesota. That game 7-4 in favor of Minnesota through five. Right here, though, it's the bottom half of the eighth inning, and the first batter takes first strike call. Leading off for Cincinnati, Big Gordy Coleman. 4-3 game in Cincinnati's favor, and the next pitch is a changeup that's high, ball one. One ball, one strike. In the American League, Detroit scheduled against Kansas City tonight game, and Cleveland against L.A. Yankees by winning now lead by four over the Angels. Next pitch to Coleman, low ball two. Two balls and one strike. Giants out in the top of the tenth inning. And it's Don Larson coming in to pitch to the Pirates in the bottom half of the tenth. That game tied up at 6-6. Face pitching for Pittsburgh now. And the 2-1 pitch to Coleman. Bounced on the ground. Neal over to his right. He can't get to it. It goes on through in the center field on the ground. And Gordy Coleman picks up a base hit. His first of the game. He is now one for four. And the Reds now with a runner at first. And no one out. And the batter is Johnny Edwards. Seventh hit off Craig Anderson looking for a complete game. He trails right now four to three. And Joe Gaines sent in the run for Coleman, the first baseman. Joe Gaines, very fast man who one time was the fastest man on the squad for the Cincinnati Ball Club. John Edwards, a left-handed batter. In the batter's box, Rod Caneo looking for the button at third base. In on top of the batter. 
And the first pitch to Edwards. Bounce down to first base. Thronberry has a shot at it. Takes it, touches first base. He caught the ball about a step away. And moving on down to second base on the swing, Joe Gaines. One out now, and the batter is Leo Cardenas. Leo Cardenas with a walk, a fly ball to center, and a grounder back to the pitcher's mound. 0 for 2. Joe Nuxall now back in, throwing along with Jim O'Toole on the bullpen for the Reds. One out, a runner at second base. A score 4 to 3 in favor of Cincinnati. And the first pitch to the right-handed batter. Swung on and missed, strike one. A sweeping curve that Cardinals missed by at least a foot. Pitch was outside the strike zone. Next batter scheduled up to pitcher Bob Perky. So the action in the bullpen indicating they could go for more. There's a curve bouncing in the dirt, getting away from Canazero, moving over to the dugout. Canazero better hurry. He gets there just in time to keep it from going in. And moving over to third base, on the wild pitch, Joe Gaines. Man at third base now, and the infield will have to be moved in. Reds lead 4-3. It's the bottom half of the eighth inning. One out now, and the infield now being pulled in. And Cardenas will have a shot. But the count at one ball and one strike. And the pitch back is hit out to center field. Deep to center field. This will score a run at least. Ashburn back on the incline, and he takes the ball right up near the wall. A long out driving in the fifth run for the Cincinnati Reds in the game, and the score now 5-3. to three. So the wild pitch is a contributing factor to giving the Cincinnati Reds another run. And they have a two-run edge with Bob Perkey now coming up to bat. Well, one thing for sure throughout the year in the Mets' victories and losses, contributing factor to some of the losses coming from wild pitches and fast balls. Seems to me I've seen more of those this year than you would ordinarily see in a short season so far. Okay, now, Bob Perky, the batter. Two outs, and the first pitch to Bob. Foul off the end of the bat for strike one. Perky batting from the right-hand side is 0 for 3 in the game, and he fouls another off the end of the bat, strike two. Both of the... Ball's right off of the end, spinning off to the right side. 
Two-strike count as Craig Anderson works in the mound. Looking ahead to the ninth inning for the Mets, it'll be Rod Keneal, Chris Canazero, and the pitcher Craig Anderson scheduled up. So the Mets will have their seventh, eighth, and ninth batters coming up in the batting order. No doubt Casey Stengel could change around. There's a pitch outside to Perky, ball one. One ball, two strikes. Now Dave Sisler up and throwing, a right-hander for the Cincinnati Reds. Pitch back to Perky's outside. Two balls and two strikes. So it's Joe Nuxall and Dave Sisler warming up in the pen. 5-3 game in favor of the Rhinelanders. Now the 2-2 pitch by Anderson. Called strike three. So Perky goes down on the strikeout. Number four in the game for Anderson to retire the side. In the inning... The Reds pick up one more run on only one hit. There were no errors. A wild pitch setting up the run, and no one left. And the score at the end of eight complete. The Cincinnati Reds five, the New York Mets three. Well, there'll be plenty of baseball action coming your way in, uh, in August. Mets returning home against Philadelphia. For a night game on Wednesday night, August 1st, and then they'll play a day game against Philadelphia on Thursday, August the 2nd. Then the Mets will take on the Cincinnati Reds in their first series against them in the Polo Grounds in quite some time. A five-game series starting with a night game on Friday night, a doubleheader on Saturday and Sunday. Baseball coming your way in three convenient locations for you to purchase tickets. Right at the Polo Grounds, seven days a week at the Vance Reservation Window on the 8th Avenue side, downtown at Grand Central Station over by the Vanderbilt stairway there. Also downtown in Pennsylvania Station in the Long Island waiting room. You may make ticket reservations at all of the Howard Clothing stores in the New York area. Well, you know, there's nothing like a tall, frosty glass of Rheingold to keep you refreshed and help you enjoy the game. So I hope you've got plenty in hand just can't beat Ryan Gold Extra Drive for that extra refreshment. And now as we go to the ninth inning, once again, here is Lindsey Nelson. All right, Ralph Kanner, Rod Keneal. Let's come around to step into the batter's box for the New York Mets here in the top of the ninth. Keneal has flied to right, flied to center, and grounded out to first base. As the Cincinnati Reds have five runs on seven hits and no errors, and the Mets have three runs on 11 hits and two errors. Both starting pitchers have come all the way. Now all the warm-up action in the bullpen of the Cincinnati Reds has stopped. As Perky goes into the wind-up and the pitch is in there for a call strike to Rod Keneal. Ed Boucher has come out uh, to the on-deck circle for the Mets as a prospective pinch hitter for Chris Canizero, who is due up next. Perky again with the wind-up and the pitch. It is Bunny Foul. Backing out of play as Rod Keneal tried to bunt it down the third baseline. Instead, it went way back foul. So it's strike two now to Keneal. 
Last night, in similar circumstances, Choo Choo Coleman was sent up as a pinch hitter for Rod Keneal in the top of the ninth, with the Mets trailing by two runs. That pitch is inside for a ball. Close pitch. It's one and two. Wind blowing out to right field at Crosley Field in Cincinnati. As Perky looks in for a sign from catcher Johnny Edwards. As it goes into the windup, and the pitch is tight to Rod Keneal. It's two and two. Again, Perky looks in for a sign, shakes off one, has the one he wants now. The windup, and the pitch is on the way. Swung on and pulled foul on the ground. So the count holds at two two. In the American League this afternoon, the New York Yankees defeated the Washington Senators 4-3, and the Chicago White Sox shut out the Boston Red Sox 5-0. Minnesota Twins 7, the Baltimore Orioles 4 at the end of 5. Here's a 2-2 pitch to Keneal, and it's tight. The count is full at 3-2 now. They're the first man up for the Mets in the top half of the ninth inning. So we'll have a payoff pitch from Bob Perky to Rod Keneal. It's on the way. It's tight. He walked him. Ball four. That is the first walk given up in this ball game by Bob Perky, who has struck out only two, and that will bring up now Ed Boucher, batting for Chris Canizero. Ed Boucher is a left-hand batter, recently recalled from Syracuse. One game at Syracuse, he had three home runs in one game. He had a total of six during his tenure there. Boucher represents potential tying run at the plate for the New York Mets, batting here in the top half of the ninth inning. Jim Hickman has come out now swinging a bat as a prospective pinch hitter for pitcher Craig Anderson due up next. Pitch to Boucher is outside for ball. Perky goes to the rosin bag, comes back in now, takes off the glove, rubs up the ball. He is into the stretch now. And the pitch is in there for a call strike. One and one to count to Ed Boucher at the plate. There's a pitch low and away. It is ball two. Two and one. And again, there is action in the bullpen for the Cincinnati Reds. It started this inning. Everybody stopped and went back to the bench, but now they're up and throwing once again in earnest. It is Bill Henry, the left-hander, down there working now in the bullpen for the Cincinnati Reds, along with Jim Brosnan. 
Brosnan and Henry, they get a lot of work in the course of a season. There's a pitch outside to Boucher. It is 3-0 oh not Ed Boucher. There's action also in the bullpen of the New York Mets. Ken McKenzie is up and throwing, and Bob Miller is up and throwing. Double barrel action in both bullpens at Crosley Field in Cincinnati. Boucher looking down to Salahimus, the coach at third. Doesn't have the sign clearly and steps back out of the batter's box to be sure to find out what he is doing on 3-0. and oh. He asked Hemus to run through the repertoire again, and he does. There's nobody out for the Mets, batting in the top half of the ninth inning. Jim Hickman kneeling in the on-deck circle. Marty Keogh is the first baseman for the Cincinnati Reds. Here's a swing and a foul ball as Ed Boucher took a rip at 3-0 and and fouled it back under the screen. It's... Check it, it was 3-1. and one. It is now 3-2. and two. Took a rip at 3-1, and it's now three balls and two strikes. It sends Perky again to the rosin bag. Keogh is not trying to hold Rod Keneal on at first base defensively. The Reds have a two-run lead. Perky is up into the stretch position. He's running on 3-2, and here is a ground ball to second base. Blasting game up with it and makes the play over to first base to Keogh. But by running on the pitch, Keneal is able to pull up safely at second. So there's one man out. Keneal is at second base, and Craig uh, Anderson is being removed now for pinch hitter Jim Hickman. Jim Hickman has a season's batting average of 266, including seven home runs. Reds lead here by a score of 5-3 with the Mets batting in the top of the ninth. Against the right-hand batter now, third baseman Eddie Casco moved over towards the line to protect against the possibility of an extra base hit. Here's the pitch, low and away for ball one. Richie Ashburn is due up next for the New York Mets. He has a sign into the stretch as Keneal leads off the bag at second base and here's the pitch to Hickman. It is high for ball two. It's two and oh. Hickman steps out to look down to the sign man now. And the pitch is swung on and has a line drive to right. Frank Robinson is there. Cadeal tags up at third. Tags up at second and does not go. He draws the throw but then goes back to second. So there are two men out and a runner at second. As Robinson moved in to take the line drive off the bat of Hickman. And he'll tag through the throw. Did not go and Richie Ashburn is coming up. So for the New York Mets it is up to Ashburn here in the top half. Of the ninth inning. Cincinnati Reds five and the New York Mets three. 
Again, Perky is into the set position. The pitch is low in there for a call strike. Getting in there for a call strike to Richie Ashburn. Perky again works on the ball. We'll be on the air tomorrow afternoon at 1.55 p.m. New York time with a doubleheader between the Cincinnati Reds and the New York Mets. Neal takes his lead at second. The pitch to Ashburn is in there for a call strike two. Felix Mantia kneeling in the on-deck circle. Ashburn out of the batter's box comes back in now. Action is stopped uh, in the Cincinnati bullpen as uh, they look on now. The action on the field. It's high and away. One ball and two strikes to Ashburn. That sends Perky to the rosin bag. Perky the starting pitcher. He's come all the way. He is looking for his 15th victory of the season here this afternoon against only three losses. Giants and the Pirates have completed 10 innings with no score. In the extra inning, still tied. Swinging in a foul ball off the bat of Ashburn. So it is still 6-6. Giants six and the Pirates six going to the top half of the 11th in Pittsburgh. One ball and two strikes to Ashburn with two men out. Perky checks and deals. Pitches way outside, and it's 2-2. Breaking ball way out there. Ashman backs out of the batter's box. Taps the spikes and gets set to come back in. Perky working a little bit uh, around the rubber out there. Set now up on the rubber, looking in to get a sign. Into the stretch position and the 2-2 pitch. Swung on after ground ball to the right side. Marty Keogh takes it, makes the play unassisted at first base, and the ball game is over. Richie Ashburn has grounded out to Marty Keogh at first base to end the ball game as the Reds have won it 5-3 to three in the top half of the ninth inning. New York Mets are out with no runs on, no hits, no errors, and one man left. We'll be back in a moment with a final summary and totals, but right now the final score of the ball game is the Cincinnati Reds 5 and the New York Mets 3. And now an all-time great song sung by an all-time great singer. This is Helen Trowell. I put some new words to an old song. There are lots of taverns in the town. In the town. Cheerful spots where you can sit you down. Sit you down. A friendly fun and pleasure and leisure by and by. A glass of Rhine Gold Extra Cry. Extra Cry. Most restaurants and taverns here, sir. Brian Gold, New York's favorite beer. It's brisk and bright and clean, clear through. Yes, clean, clear through. A beer, a beer should really taste. Really taste. Take my advice and please make haste. Please make haste. Water, ice cold, Brian Gold, the beer that makes you cry. The finest beer that you can buy. You can buy. As you, as your kind friends adieu. That's so long. Now once 
again you won't go wrong, won't go wrong. Next time you're in a tavern, if you buy famous strangled extra We'll have a summary in total in just a moment. Right now, in order to allow our stations to identify themselves, we pause for station identification. This is WGY 810 on your dial, Schenectady. Here at Crosby Field in Cincinnati, the Reds have taken the second game of this series from the New York Mets this afternoon by a score of 5-3. to three. And to tell you something of how they did it, here's Ralph Kiner. 